Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. In 1997, a slick pop song from a Swedish actor-turned-musician cracked the top five on the Billboard charts, lodging itself firmly onto grocery store and doctor's office playlists for decades to come. We're joined this week by One Hit Thunder veteran Paul Menetiadis to discuss Eagle Eye Cherry's Save Tonight. Will Paul be able to stop us from throwing blunder on Eagle Eye's very unique name? Stay tuned to find out. you're back i am you're here to talk about eagle eye cherry yes <laughs> this was your choice man big eagle eye guy over there yeah i i'm always saying it you know how how good eagle eye cherry <laughs> is really are you yeah. can, can we actually tell the story of you picking this song sure <laughs> so paul messages me and is like here's the songs that i have to choose from and i was like oh you should do this song because it would be It'd be fun. It'd kind of be in in line with some of the previous right. picks. And then he writes back, 
Well, I asked my girlfriend, and she said Eagle Eye Cherry, and then I said I was going to do that song, and she got real mad, so we're going to do Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> wait, what, wait yeah. what was the song? Jesus Jones right here, right now. Okay. Yeah. W- what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. 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 He just, he, he asked her for advice first, and she said Eagle Eye Cherry, okay. and then yeah. he came to me. Yeah. And she was like, why did you even ask me if you weren't? Gonna- <laughs> oh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So. Uh, to save from a fight. Yeah. To save the night. He picked save tonight. To save and here, tonight. And here we are. You saved tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've been taking a deep dive on Eagle Eye Cherry the last couple of days, Matt and I. Yeah. I don't know if you've investigated any further on Eagle Eye or if you just know Just this been song. listening a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, what, what are your takeaways on Eagle Eye Cherry? Okay. I'm going to have to admit, it's just this one song, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but uh, it's uh, what a good song. You know, so many, so many songs are, you know, so involved, you know, there's Mm -hmm. something to be said for just a four chord song. Yeah. It doesn't really change much. Nothing. No change. Yeah. I can explain a little bit of that actually from some research though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell us. So here's a quick breakdown of Eagle Eye leading up to Save Tonight. So Eagle Eye was definitely born into the arts. Mm -hmm. Um, His dad was a, was a well-known jazz trumpeter. His mom was an artist and a fashion designer, and then obviously we know that his sister, uh, his half sister Nina, had a hit with Buffalo Stance. Love Nina Cherry Buffalo Stance. Do you know that song? No, maybe. Well, no. I even have a Nina Cherry Buffalo Stance T-shirt. Did you know that? I think I've seen you wear that. Yes, (laughs) I I loved that song as a kid. I I'm much bigger fan of his sister, but that's a whole other episode. So at 16, (laughs) his parents sent him from Sweden to New York so that he could try to make it as an actor. He drummed in some bands, and he enrolled in the high school for performing arts where he shared classes with Chaz Bono and Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Yeah. And he got some small roles in some movies. He appeared in Arthur II on the Rocks and Born on the Fourth of July. (laughs) Oh. He got a lead role in an NBC action show called South Beach that was canceled after six episodes. Oh, damn. And it was about two thieves. He played one of the thieves who after being arrested was given the choice to go to jail or work for the government work for a government agency where their skills at being thieves would be utilized okay yeah okay. Uh, i can't imagine why it didn't last um but <laughs> then we jump to 1995 his father dies so he quits acting and he returns to stockholm to be with his family and during that time in his bedroom he set up a little studio for himself and he just wrote a bunch of songs on his guitar and that's where this whole album, according to his manager, what you hear in the album is almost entirely what he recorded in his bedroom, like minus a little bit of like additional really? production and mixing. But it was mostly like he wouldn't even play anything for anybody until he thought that it was ready to be heard by people. Sure. So wow. with, with that context, it's like this kind of makes sense that this is like a dude who was a drummer, picked up a guitar, started learning some songs. Of course, he's going to knock yeah. out some like simple four chord pop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that would maybe explain something I was going to say about <laughs> about yeah. him that's not not the nicest thing in the world, but What's that? we watched a lot of his music videos yeah. and and not just live. You when you walked in today, we were watching a live video of him mm-hmm. performing mm-hmm. the song. And it was mm-hmm. all right, sounded good, okay. band yeah. sounded good. Yeah. One thing I noticed on a lot of his songs that he's not much of a vocalist. Yeah. Right. No. Not a lot of range at all. No. Which in this song he doesn't doesn't really go anywhere vocally, you yeah. know. It's kind of in the same in the same area of his of his voice. Not a lot of. I I I gotta say that I'm not like a a big Save Tonight guy. I and yeah. I would like to know like what would appeal to someone about. It's not like I hate it. It's kind of like one of those wallpaper songs for me. I don't. Yeah. Know. 
I mean, for starters, it's got a really easy to remember chorus that gets in your head once you hear it a couple times because they report it. I think they repeat it six times in the duration of the okay. song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised that Paul would be into this song. <laughs> you know, I, hey man, that's what we're here to talk about. Oh. I didn't necessarily pick the song because oh, oh boy. I'm like in love with it or anything. Okay, but it was a smash. Yeah. You could, it was just constant. I heard it constantly for at least a year. Yeah. Why do you think people liked it so much? I don't know, but people loved it. I, yeah. A kid I went to high school with, I remember uh, my high school girlfriend telling me that it, th- that he said it was his favorite song ever. Wow. Favorite song ever. He said, I'll probably call. love this song till, I, till the day I die. You should and follow it's like, up with him. I know, right? <laughs> I know. How's that going? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, dude. That's just kind of crazy. I can't imagine this being someone's favorite song ever. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It doesn't appeal to me, but that doesn't mean that it's bad just because I don't think it's that good. But uh, as I sit here and listen to you, I mean, like, you you know, uh, you know, I'm just agree. I mean, in my head, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's uh, the I guess I only know save tonight. Oh, would tomorrow? you like to break down the song? Yeah, a little bit, because okay. maybe yeah. I'm missing a message in the song that people are taking away. What's, so, what's so the story here? I'm going to tell you something either. you can relate to on this. Okay. okay. I think, personally, the song is hypothetically about the last night before you're leaving. Maybe you're moving, uh-huh. you're going away to college, uh-huh. maybe okay. you're a band that's going on tour. Maybe you're okay. going to jail. Yeah, maybe you're going to jail. Who knows? <laughs> it could be anything. So the opening verse, he says, go on and close the curtain, because all we need is the candlelight. It's you and me in a bottle of li- bottle of wine. I'm gonna hold you tonight uh, because we know I'm going away, yeah. and I wish that it weren't so. So take this wine and drink with me, and we'll delay our misery and save tonight. Okay, that's a, that's nice. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice sentiment, I guess. I guess I never really could hear the vocals that, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Once again, I'm I'm a person who doesn't. If the vocals are really obvious, but mostly I'm listening for for melody. I'm yeah. not one of those people like Matt Kelly who's opening the the lyric book. <laughs> oh, to I like read the lyric. I'm a lyric book yeah. man. Do, do you read? Do you pay attention? No. To lyrics? Nah, no, I didn't think so. I, I don't. I think I probably I, pay attention to lyrics more than you do. You absolutely do, but not. <laughs> I, but I but still do, less than the average person. Right. Okay. You're right. I only do when I absolutely have to. Right. <laughs> like you yeah. got to learn to sing it for some yep, reason, yep, yeah. or like, oh shit, I have to write words for this thing has there ever been a song that you really liked because Uh, of the lyrics well i like the weaker thans no matter what right good call but good call dude yeah right i mean but that's his lyrics are just you know i don't even know how to how to uh, you know he's a poet he's a real poet he's a real wordsmith yeah um and yeah those people stick out but uh you know ben gibbard's kind of that way sure and, and yep. death cab songs and and yep and there's always going to be those exceptions i think of like the avid brothers is like a band that there's certain lyrics in their songs that i like yeah. the song more for the lines than the actual yeah. song like it, there's a song called perfect space that there's a line that always jumps out at me that's like I want to have friends that I can trust who love me for the man that I am, not the man that I was. Mm. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's just a good. Like, I'm like, that's yeah. just a good ass yeah. line in yeah. the middle of a song that. Yeah. Otherwise, I couldn't be like, oh, this song's amazing, but like that right. line always sits with me. <clears throat> right. Right. Like, well, there are definitely a lot of people out there that lyrics first. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Especially, I noticed it a lot in our world of music, Paul, that there would be certain bands where you could tell yeah. that. 
someone just wrote these and getting that lyric into that song was the most important thing. And they would stop at nothing to like jam it in there. Jam it in there (laughs) no matter what. There were a lot of bands like that. And for some of them it worked because people wanted to tattoo that line on themselves or, you know, put it as a (laughs) away message on AOL. What are we talking about taking back Sunday? Uh, (laughs) Among others. I saw plenty of a you could slit my throat but with one last gasping breath I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. That is a clunky ass lyric. Oh yeah. yeah. That's clunky. <laughs> yeah. That's clunky. He wasn't the worst at making it fit. Yeah. You know, there were yeah. definitely worse yeah. people at making yeah. it fit. Like we kind of liked that first yeah. album when yeah. it came out. Yeah, the first album's great, but I, no, undeniably but that it's... is a clunky lyric that people love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This has yeah. no this song has no clunky no clunkiness at all. It just no. kind of the melodies and the lyrics almost just go right along with the music. Yeah. I would you know, believe that's yeah. why I don't the words. them. Yeah, I think he I would believe if you told me he wrote the words after he had already figured out yeah. what the chords like because it doesn't even the chorus, I don't think the chords change up for the chorus. It is just No, that, it's the whole time. Yeah, it's just yeah. those four in that rhythm. There's no change up anywhere. <laughs> oh, the biggest change is the drums drop out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? For a for a the beginning of a second verse or something. Yeah. Right. So speaking of second verse, let's analyze these bits. Okay, okay what's quick. going on in this song? He says, there's a log on the fire and it burns like me for you. Tomorrow comes with one desire and it's to take me away. It's true. It ain't easy to say goodbye. Darling, please don't start to cry because girl, you know, I got to go and Lord, I wish it wasn't so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're selling me on this song. No. This, yeah. this, no. this sounds pretty elementary. And the then more we get into this, yeah. I'm, I'm... Here's the big old bridge. Tomorrow comes to take me away. I wish that I, yeah. that I could stay. Oof. And then he says again, but girl, you know, I gotta go. And Lord, Lord I wish it wasn't, wasn't so. so. Woof. <laughs> He's doing all of the... Last night, Matt and I were watching some uh, Ben Folds uh, live videos yeah. and we watched this one where he said he's like i don't know like why all the time in songs i would write like girl he's like i never say that right you know like yeah he, he said that ex- that exact thing in that yeah the video we watched I think he literally said stuff like oh i'm burning for you he's like no one says that shit like, yeah <laughs> yeah girl but, <laughs> you know i've been in I've, there are times when that that's the only thing that will, that works you know what i mean yeah don't baby how many yeah, times do we say exactly. baby? Do you say baby in songs, or was that was that like Steve know. and myself that were I have pushing? No idea. Would I have you no idea. instinctively go to that word? I think it's like a word that's just sung so much and it's been pounded into right. our head. It's more phonetic for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's more like any yeah that, and then others. Yeah, right. But this song's pretty Bad. basic. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's. It, I think of it through the lens of, and this is not me, I'm not saying this as a good or a bad thing. Right. But under the concept of like, do learning guitar and writes a song, fine. This is a great sure. first song that you wrote on the guitar. Right. But Doesn't it, mean it should be a top five hit on the Billboard Hot but 100. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> yeah. It's not offensive to me. I no, guess I should, no. I guess I should say that. But it's very, it's. I think given enough time in high school, I could have written these lyrics. Uh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I think that any... Oh, I mean, yeah. but he did. He did. He did yeah. it and I didn't. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... But do people love this song for the lyrics? I think they love it for the chorus. Yeah. I think it's the chorus. Yeah. And because you can clap on the one and the three. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one and the three. <laughs> the, the melody... Is it the the melody? Is it that it's the, the sort of acoustic feel to um, it? And the, and I think the, it's like the... You know the cadence, the yeah. melody, and the. I mean, I like that slide guitar part. The slide guitar. 
It's <laughs> like, tasty. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is nice, that slide. Hmm. And you know, it reminds me of, uh, that whole, the whole aesthetic of this song reminds me of Torn. It, Natalie uh, and I, you're as that guitar riff, that guitar it's solo all those, came right out of Torn. Yeah, all the elements are like there besides, yeah. Yeah, it has a lot of the sound. Of, what what year is this one? 97. Yeah, this is so 1997. Yeah. <laughs> this is really... This song could have easily been in an episode of Friends. It could have very easily... It may oh, have been. I'm going to check. Been. I bet this absolutely showed up in a Friends episode. Yeah. Hey, you think he made a, a, a an appearance on a, on a Friends episode? Yeah, I mean, he's an actor, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I mean, he could have called up Jennifer. They I went wonder to if school he, together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. True. I wonder if he did any cameos after his hit smash hit. I wonder if I'm yeah. checking his IMDb. Yeah. That's going to be the easier way to find out yeah. what this appeared in. Wow, I wonder if his 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 connection in the his connections in the acting world. Right. And oh, also, wow. His yeah. songs appeared in a lot of movies. <laughs> like not just this song, like he wrote songs for a lot of movies. Oh. Um I think I told you like we looked up the one from Go. He wrote a song for Go. He wrote a song for Billy Elliot. He wrote a song for wow. the movie Holes with uh, oh, yeah. with Damien Lavar. Our, our, our friend is in that movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, you mean Holes yeah. with Damien Lavar? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, 30, 36 soundtrack things. I'm going to just wow. skim through this. What? Hillbilly Eulogy, Save Tonight, appears in. Uh, that was mildly popular recently. I think A Lot Like Love, starring Ashton Kutcher in 2005, this song appeared in. Roswell, the show Roswell, this song appeared in. Oh, Smallville. Wow. He didn't make it into Friends, but he did make it into Felicity and Daria. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I could see this being a go-to song for a show or maybe that takes place in the 90s. Like, it just sets the... Absolutely. There's a show that's on Freeform right now called Cruel Summer, mm-hmm. and they just released the soundtrack because the whole series takes place in 1998 mm. and... Or 1999. And I know for a fact that on their like Spotify playlist, like "Bitch" by Meredith Brooks was on there, uh, Weedus's uh, "Teenage Dirtbag" was on there. Absolutely, "Story of a Girl" is on there. I should check to see if "Save Tonight" could very possibly end up on that yeah. show soundtrack based on those other yeah. songs that they've tossed in there. Mm-hmm. Matt and I watched a lot of Eagle Eye music videos last night. Okay, and- other songs too. Yes, other I haven't songs. heard a single of the song. Other Some songs. of them aren't terrible. Yeah. Um, we li- the first one that we watched. Are you still having fun? Which that was a more recent one. Not well, no, not it was his follow up album. Oh, it was, was it? I. It oh. was I like it. Was the one from the album that just came out like a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> um, he's still putting out music. Wow. Eagle Eye never slowed down. Yeah. But we liked <laughs> at first. I was like, okay, this is pretty good. This is okay. pretty rocking. And then from there. Mm-hmm. Every other one we watched, we were like, uh, yeah, I don't know about this. Almost to the point, man, where I, I was like, this guy isn't a good singer. Yeah. <laughs> like it was weird. Like I rarely <laughs> think that, especially about something that's like of such high production value. Like yeah. that. I, yeah. You looked at me. It was so funny. You looked at me and you just said, I think sometimes he can't sing. <laughs> like, like you weren't willing to say that it was all the time, but because it was like, are you still having fun? Sounded fine. Then we put on that like When Mermaids Cry song, uh-huh. and we're like, oh, this doesn't. Nothing about this song works. <laughs> when yeah. Mermaids Cry. Yeah, and the yeah. video he's in a plane. It's very weird. His videos are all really weird, actually. Besides, even Save Tonight is weird. Uh, I, I don't remember what happened yeah. in the vi- video. The video is. It's kind of impressive because it's shot like a continuous shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's him singing, but every person in the video was him. 
Oh, okay. so like he walks into a grocery store and like the okay. cashier is him yeah. and the cashier yeah. is being robbed and then the robber takes off yeah. his mask and it's yeah. him oh, yeah. and then he walks past a guy like busking on the street and it's him uh-huh. but it's shot like a continuous yeah. singular shot so you're mm-hmm. like oh that this actually probably took a lot of work yeah. to put together oh maybe the music video was part of the popularity yeah, maybe greetings from evergreen podcasts We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. You've been lost in the woods for hours now stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. What else do you know about the Eagle Eye Cherry Man? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, he did these songs. He wrote the song Desireless. The popularity of Save Tonight led to him co writing a song for Santana's Supernatural album. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, not a hit, but he wrote, he right. wrote a song for it. Um, when it did peak at number five, this hit number five the exact same day that Sean Mullins hit its peak, which means that we have the exact same top five that we talked about. Wow. Where Eagle Eye Cherry was number five. R. Kelly, Celine oh, Dion, I'm Your Angel was number four. 
Britney Spears was Baby One More Time at number three. Deborah Cox, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here at number two. And Brandy's Have You Ever at number one. Yeah, a lot wow. of a few songs we don't really even Never know. heard of them. Yeah. So yeah. at this time, Sean Mullins was like at number eight or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was. This was the peak, number five. Oh, that's all. That's that that's as high as again. It never made okay. it to number one. Wow. No, not a number that's, one. Wild that wow. I also, I mean, I know this now. I've known this for maybe two or three years now, but... The first time I found out Eagle Eye was his actual name and not a stage name, yeah. that kind of blew my mind. Heck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a Swedish fella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the Swedish aren't afraid to have some crazy names. Seems like he had some good connections. He had yeah. a sister who had a hit, man. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure Buffalo Stance didn't make it past number five, so I'm wondering who had the bigger hit. Ooh. Oh, Save Tonight's a way bigger hit than Buffalo Stance. Yeah, <laughs> just because I like Buffalo Buffalo Stance better doesn't mean. Oh no! What Buffalo Stance peaked at number three on the Hot 100. Whoa! Oh. Really? Yeah. Save Tonight's definitely stood the test of time. More this song, this song still pl- you still hear this song, right? Yeah. What oh, Save yeah. Tonight? Yeah. yeah. This is we've we've talked about it a lot during this block of recordings that we've been doing, but like this is definitely walking around a grocery store soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Shop imagine, and save. Yeah. Th- this place shop and save. Every shop and save in Giant Eagle <laughs> every day at yeah. some point, yeah. Save Tonight is on. Yeah. You ask who knows the lyrics of this song, any employee at a yeah. shop and save. <laughs> 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 They've probably heard it twice a day, every day that they're at work. For sure. Um, when yeah. you're stocking shelves, you got nothing more to do than learn the lyrics to the songs that you've heard right. a million times. Yeah. I, I I wish I could I wish I could find something to to hold on to in this song. Like I never really liked it then. Uh, I I don't know that I've learned to really like it that much now. I'm yeah. I'm trying, it's, man. I'm trying. It hasn't really grown on you. No. Well, I, let's let's. So I I feel like every time that we've picked a song mm-hmm. here, what that you've picked a song. Oh, right? okay. First time we did Dead Milkman. Yeah. Or no. First time you came on to do flagpole said yeah. it because you had you had yeah. covered it, so yeah. that made sense. Then you did Dead Milkmen, and Chris pitched the idea that you picked that song because it's a song so simplistic you could never write it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah that, we'd have trouble letting a lot of stuff slide that oh, they yeah. let slide. Yeah. We would not think about us on a recording. We want to make sure everything's yeah great. It's hard yeah. to let sloppiness slide. Yeah. Right. Then you went with like EMF, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> then well, oh you oh! <laughs> like which I think that was just that you really liked that song when Whenever, you were a kid. Well, yeah, yeah, it was my jam when I was a youngin. Then you went with Spiral Staircase more today yeah, than yesterday. Yeah. Which was just a great song. Just that was was that song. our number one song? That was our number one song. In that our countdown year. episode, it was our favorite song of oh, the year cool. that we did. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool. But I'm I'm kind of curious, like we, we tapped on this a little bit, but like is there is there something about this song that you've always clung to, or was it just that one of your friends in high school was like, "This is my favorite song That's of it. all time, and That's nothing it. will I ever totally stop"? Totally should have picked Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Jones. I'm really regretting this decision, honestly. Uh, let's see what was the what was the I critic believe- saying about this? I pulled. So Larry Flick of Billboard wrote with a voice mildly reminiscent of Seal. <laughs> oh. The lad gives Save Tonight a richly soulful edge that cuts through the track's shiny arrangement of strumming acoustic guitars and prickly electric licks. Beyond the single's well-crafted surface are vivid storyteller lyrics that are smarter than what you typically find on the radio. Are they? An excellent commercially sound way of introducing an artist's sterling full-length debut, Desireless. 
This cut demands immediate modern and mainstream radio airplay, perhaps even a triple A, inevitably a top 40 station hit. Man. Wow. How much they pay him to write that? I know. (laughs) And the Scottish newspaper, The Daily Record, felt that the song, uh, that the late great legend Don and Nina's brother, Don's son and Nina's brother are living up to his musical heritage in the family. Wow. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe I maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> man. I tend to agree with you. I think I think I think that that's a that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> you know. Um, I'm yeah. so regretful for picking this. <laughs> Jeez, you don't have to be regretful. No, don't be. Listen, let's let's have some fun. Let's so let's imagine you wrote Save Tonight. Each one of us in this room has written Save Tonight. Okay. Okay. What is the life experience that you think spawned? You? Why Why are you leaving? I guess what is your reason for leaving that you're writing the save tonight to your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what reason would I want to save tonight? I thought, I don't know about that. I was kind of thinking if I, if I wrote this, if I would even think that like, guys, I, I got one here. <laughs> right, right. That's... I mean, that goes to say something. How many songs have you put in the trash bin that could be a top yeah. five billboard hit? Yeah, you know. I just can't imagine walking in the door with, to my buddies and going like, I got it. Yeah. Save tonight. <laughs> Fight the break up. Don't, don't come, come tomorrow. I, I just Tomorrow I'll be gone. Maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Well, it'd be in a higher key. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it would probably it would a little be faster. Way more energetic. Uh huh. It is just so safe and mm-hmm. mono and uh, middle of the road on every. Monotone's a pretty good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's one of my main issues with it. Is it? There's not a lot of dynamics in this song. It kind of stays in that place. It's like and three or leaves. four notes. The melody, you know. Yeah, never leaves that. place. Yeah. So it's like a. It's like. It's just uh, the rhythmic, I think, like, yeah, the rhythmic aspect of it, yeah. 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 Matt, why? Do you saw, do you have a, a situation no, I'm, where you I'm want like, to save the night? Well, no, I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> if, I, if I was writing this from a personal experience, I guess it would either be, like, going away to college. Mm, I uh, stayed local, but maybe she's the one going. Maybe, the, yeah. maybe it's a reversal. It's yeah. like, because you have to go away. I want to save tonight before you leave. Or when I move to California. Like, those would be the two... Sure. Life experiences sure. where in sure. my head I'm like, oh, we got to save this last yeah. night. Yeah. Because who knows if there'll be another night like that's this. true. Does that would that does that make you like a song? If you, ha- I feel like if I can relate I mean, to it, I relate. think that if I was going to say a reason why I like this song, it's because it came out when I was twelve. Exactly, dude. Like, <laughs> like you know, we're so young. Like I, I think that's a huge part of it. Was I was twelve and it was an easy song to sing along with when my yeah. mom was listening to the radio. It didn't. It didn't <laughs> suck as much as like a lot of stuff on the radio. Yeah, I mean, let's put it. You know what I mean? I mean, at the time, again, we just said Sean Mullen's "Lullaby" sitting at number eight. "Lullaby" is definitely a way better song than "Save Tonight." In I my think mind. so. Like, I would, I would f- argue that. Mm. We also talked about in 1997 at this time. Meredith Brooks's "Bitch" is on the radio. Yeah, mm. I might take this over Meredith Brooks. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's I still more, would. That's more apples and oranges than Sean Moulton's Eagle Eye Cherry for sure. Yeah. But like I'm just saying, like yeah, I'm thinking of it in that context. We didn't even know two of the songs on the top right. five at the time. I'm I'm trying to think. You know, a main consumer of music. This is a time when people are still buying CDs. Do you know how many CDs he sold of this? Or? Oh man. Oh, I'm sure he sold a is, shit. Is it ton is it like multiple platinum? Let's take a look. All right, so I'm scrolling up, scrolling up. 
Uh, da, 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 da. It was certified gold okay. by the BPI. The RIAA certified it as platinum. Okay, you sold a million copies. S-N-E-P? I don't know what that is. R-I-A-A is what matters. Okay, then that's platinum. platinum. It was a platinum selling record. Yeah. Uh, it was the number, <clears throat> it peaked at number two in Sweden. Okay. 45 in the United States. Oh. Number, number three in the UK. That's crazy. You could sell a million albums, but only peak at number 45. Hey, man, that's 1997, baby. Yeah, people are, buy, people <laughs> yeah. are buying music. I, I guess one of my points is that um, young people tend to be the ones buying music. Right. And I, it's just surprising to me that that many young people went out and bought this because it seems yeah. like music for middle-aged Old, people. But, yeah. but I think, Old again, you're, you got to... You got to put your mind in 1997. Yeah. Okay. Let me. Old uh, people in 1997 were also buying records. Yeah. Okay. My parents had a sizable record collection. Mm. Not anywhere close to what I had, but like they had their Sheryl Crow record. They had Mm. their, they, I don't know if they had, they didn't have Eagle Eye Cherry, but they had all types of artists that would fit in that same category. I mean, I also came from, my mom was a singer. So like sometimes she would have to learn some songs for like a cover band or whatever. So she just. Yeah. Go and buy the album because she liked a couple of the songs and would listen. That's how I, a uh, group that I'm sure you liked that was kind of before my time, Swing Out Sister. She had to sing a bunch oh, yeah. of Swing Out Sister Love songs. Swing so I had Sister. all, I have all their records because she just bought them for wow. like the one or two songs she needed to learn. Nice. Hey, look, I'm trying to put myself in 1997. Uh, I'd probably be wearing a fedora skanking yeah. in yeah. 1997, but I'm trying to put myself there as a, which I was, a high schooler. Uh, maybe putting myself in an American Pie type situation. Yeah, like I mean, there's a someone has a uh, house on a lake where there's a party going on. Yeah, and maybe there's a girl there I like, and Save Tonight is playing, and maybe I have a whole different perspective on this song, and I really like it because to me it's just a song that was on top forty radio that never struck me or resonated with me. It wasn't played in situations where. Yeah, something yeah, formative was happening yeah, for me. Yeah, because yeah, you're describing the high school experience, and this song to me is like just recently finished fifth grade, starting sixth grade. Right. Like, so as much as I liked punk, like I, you know, the first band that I ever loved was Green Day. Like, my cousin gave me his Green Day records, and he yeah. gave me his Nirvana records, and yeah. it like opened up this world for me. But like, I still was a kid who, even though I liked this stuff, I was just an MTV guy. If it showed up on MTV, yeah. it automatically was certifiable as cool because it made it to right. MDV at that point because I'm, <clears throat> right. I'm a dumb 12-year-old. Right. I and guess, yeah. I remember friends, we were like, this was a song that we taped off the radio. Mm-hmm. This like this does bring back memories yeah. of Sean Mullins, New Radicals. Like It's all yeah. in that same category of like the bands that were on the radio that we would hear all the time because we were listening to the one alternative radio right. station right. and grunge was long gone and this was... The closest yeah. thing to alternative radio. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> like, that's how that's how I remember it yeah. as being the a song a song on the radio that that I could that I liked. Yeah, that I could it was stand an inoffensive option on the radio. <laughs> yeah, and when I think about it, like maybe it, for me, it's just a it's a song that a band I listened to could have made. Who I don't know, like sort of like face to face or social D or really. Uh, well, it's four chords. And uh-huh. the, yeah, I think so. Like wow. maybe maybe that's very maybe that's like the worst. You know, that's like the maybe that's offensive to those yeah to social D and we but can, I'm saying 
we can paint this picture. I, I wanted to pull up what 1997 was as a whole. Yeah. Here were the five biggest selling singles of the year 19... Or sorry, 1997. We're talking about 1997. These were the five biggest selling singles of 1997. So this is what Save Tonight is up against as a teenage boy listening to the radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Number five, Hanson Umbop. Okay, I like this Ooh. better than that. Number four, probably the only one that is better than Save Tonight from the perspective of a 12-year-old boy, No Doubt, Don't Speak. Oh, that's a really good great song. song. Great song. Number three was Aqua Barbie Girl. <laughs> Number two was Sean Combs, Faith Evans, and 111. I'll be missing you. Mm-hmm. And the number one, one song. One twelve. One twelve. One eleven. Whatever. <laughs> and, plus one. And the number one single, my mom had it. Every mom apparently had it. Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997. Okay. The radio uh, was not filled with bangers. Yeah. Right. Okay. No. You know, I'm I'm trying to convince myself. Paul, I, I was thinking about putting you on the spot. Yeah. Why? You know how? How? Going to tell you to pick up the guitar. I was going to tell you to pick up the guitar and tell me how Social D would play this song. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> now, I don't know if I can make it sound like Social D. Uh, that How might about have face been to the, face? Uh, <laughs> face to face. That, yeah, easy. Um, it would be... Fight the break of dawn. Uh-oh. Tomorrow. I think he just proved to you. Save tonight. Fight the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. That has to, has to be up an octave. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, break. right. It would uh, be in a higher key. Yeah. yeah. Fight the break of dawn. So yeah, I guess we could. It could. I'll. I'll take it to. Let's take it to. Uh, you know what? Let's take it. Let's go D minor. Okay. F, F me. Okay. <laughs> Tonight, fight the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. Oh. Sounds like Brohem or something. <laughs> Dude, if, if now if you play it in that key and you can give that point where your voice starts breaking up fight a little bit. <laughs> Sounds like bad religion or something, you know? <laughs> bad, the bad religion version of yeah. Save Tonight. Uh, wow. You know, you might have sold me on yeah. the song now. <laughs> I might think the song is good. I might think that Eagle Eye Cherry wrote a cool song that just, I don't like his his presentation yeah. of it. Yeah. His presentation of it. Right. An instrumentation of it doesn't appeal to me, but because maybe, it's lame, yeah, but like maybe just acoustic, the, yeah. But maybe the song is actually cool, right? Yeah, right. Save tonight. Also, <laughs> also, I feel like slight further evidence that adults were definitely the number one record buying people in 1997. Yeah, here's yeah. the here's what the top three selling albums were of the year 1997: the Titanic soundtrack, which okay. <laughs> Celine Dion there. Number two, Celine Dion, Let's Talk About Love. <laughs> wow. wow. And the number one best-selling record of 1997, Shania Twain's Come On Over. Huge year for adult contemporary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. I know, but, right? Yeah. Paul may have swayed my opinion. I may, I may, I may have swung over. And, and You're like, like officially best song that's ever been talked about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about all that. All that, but No, maybe. I don't even think this is the best Paul pick ever on this yeah. show. I, but maybe no, but a notch in that direction. You remember the, what I said a little bit ago about like if I wrote this song, yeah. would I bring it to my buddies and be yeah. like, I wrote this song. Right. What you just played, yeah. if I wrote that, I'd probably show it to you guys yeah. and be like, hey, I think this might be pretty cool. Right. And be pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Huh. Yeah. We need, to, we need to force more guests to pick up a guitar and prove their point. <laughs> right. For yeah. It. Right. Prove your point. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And and even playing it in that he he sings it in such a low register too that because he can't sing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think the yeah. problem is. <laughs> yeah. Is that he can he can write a he can write a nice little tune, but he should probably have someone else have, have your sister sing it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> um, we should. I have a feeling though that. You were, yeah. What are you gonna do now? I don't know. It's th- it's thunder, thunder <laughs> time. Uh, well, so he had no other songs that charted, right? Not even sniffed. Oh wow! <laughs> like okay, so like, this is me, truly yeah. Like this is I, at least in in the states. So okay, looking at the United States charts, he hit five here. <laughs> I'll show. I'll I'll spin the laptop around. Mm-hmm. This far left one, yeah. is his standing on the U.S. charts, and you'll see it's a, a five em- and a bunch of empty, empty blocks. Spaces. Yeah, a uh, bunch of em- nothing. That are you still having fun? Song did well in Sweden. It it peaked at eighteen, so he had a second top okay. forty in Sweden. Okay. The songs are all over the place. Yeah. Is like where a song did okay in another country right. for him, but even I feel like this is one of the few artists where like. You could be listening in any country, and you go like Jerry is a one-hit wonder in the country yeah, that you're living yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a <laughs> one-hit different one-hit wonder in a different country. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll I'll start this one off. Okay. On Thunder vs. Blunder here, a check in the pro eagle eye box would be the dude's still making music. Yeah, hey, he never gave up. He has sustained a career for he- all these years, and and done well who am i to say right. anything just because i didn't like this song and it tur- as it turns out if this song is played in a different style i kind of like it yeah <laughs> right. and we're, it and just we're took paul picking up a guitar <laughs> and we're talking about he's still touring i'm gonna i'm gonna show you this chart again as well even the last 10 years uh-huh. he's barely made a scratch even in sweden oh um, wow you know what i mean like he's just yeah. doing this out of the pure love he must of playing. love this shit yeah, yeah. Like, he just likes playing music wow i think that's Pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, nothing about him made me think he wasn't a cool guy. No, sure, he even looks sure. even when he's doing like those goofy ass videos, like the one that he did with Nina Cherry, uh-huh. the long way around where they're like walking through a grocery store and all of the products on the shelves are attacking them. For wow. such a dumb video, he looked effortlessly cool doing yeah. it. Yeah. And <laughs> he, how long ago was that video we were just watching? Yeah, that was 2014, we say, the live video that uh, we watched. 18, 2018. 2018. He looked exactly the same. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, I guess I've come full circle on, on Eagle Eye Cherry. It's, I started out so negative, but Eagle Eye, if you're listening, buddy, buddy you're, you're pure thunder. You're, yeah. pure, you're pure thunder. You've been doing your thing. You, you had a hit, and you're doing what I always assumed I would do had I had that luxury. If I had a song that lived on and put some money in the bank and whatever, I'd just keep making music. I do that even without that. Right. <laughs> and, you do it without yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I got to really think it's cool that that you're doing it you could easily not not do yeah, it yeah he could yeah and as it turns out i just don't like your presentation of a song that's actually kind of good right so thunder for me cool um i'll go with you on the thunder uh well i don't i bought desireless recently like at like a used cd store to be like i oh, will probably do an eagle eye episode and i was like wildly underwhelmed by that debut album but I did like more of the newer stuff, like the "Are you still having a fun?" Uh, "Are you still having fun?" I like that. Mm. The song I like that I liked. Mm. So I, I actually think that he became a better yeah. musician over time. Yeah. I think that's really rough 
when your first album is essentially a collection of bedroom demos yeah. that you recorded the first time you ever picked up a guitar. But that's kind of blowing my mind. He, that's, yeah. that's cool. He yeah. did something cool with it. And I do think the song is, I mean, endearing classic. So or enduring classic yeah. even. Uh, yeah. Both of <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Uh so Thunder. Okay. Cool. How you feel about it, Paul? I, I think you both convinced me. Thunder. <laughs> we, we convinced each, each other. other. Yeah. yeah. We all it's, that's cool. Thunder. Teamwork. Thunder all around. Yeah. If you think you're not alone, it's not looking me in the eye and you're blind and I don't have the time to sit here and wonder just what's under your skin tonight. And I know that there's a problem, but I don't understand if it's in my chest and in your hand. I don't want to hear. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ophalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Heart Transplant off the Punchline album Action. Subscribe to the podcast, A Band Called Punchline, to hear the story of the making of this album. Our podcast is on Patreon now. Find us at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast for early access to episodes, bonus conversations, and a chance to vote on future songs for us to cover. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, and tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or a band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.